Hello friends, welcome you here this day to our breakaway and worship, our midweek worship service. And this week we are inviting you once again just to take a moment and to sit at the feet of Jesus. He reminds us that he is the way and the truth and the life and it is good for each of us to just take a moment within our day and to reflect on that and to be reminded that wherever this path or this track of life is headed, Jesus will always be our compass and our guide. So we welcome you here today to this moment to enjoy just this little bit of space and time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Hello, friends. It's so good to see you today. I invite us now into this time for our message, and I want to thank Mark for an incredible song. That song, The Way, goes perfectly with the message today. So I'm going to take you into the Gospel of John, chapter 14, where we have Jesus with his disciples. And if you have a Bible that reads headings, this heading on these first verses is called Jesus Comforts the disciples. And then we go out of those verses, and then the next heading says, Jesus is the way to the Father. So listen closely for the word of the Lord for you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you? I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and I will take you to myself so that you may be where I am. And you know the way to the place where I am going. That's almost like a little teaser. And then here comes the disciple Thomas. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you really know me, you would know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. This is the word of the Lord. You know, so often John 14 is recited at funerals because of that assuring presence of Jesus as he talks to the disciples about the fact that he's about to leave them and that he goes ahead and prepares a place for them in his kingdom, which he describes like rooms in a house. I love the reassurance aspect, but I'm going to take us into that conversation with Thomas about Jesus being the way. It strikes me that we all need to be reassured right now in these uncertain times. And much like these tracks that are laid before and behind me, if you look far enough down them, you can't see their end. 
Beyond what we can see is uncertain, and we have to trust that the tracks will be there. We can say the same of Jesus in this intimate moment with his disciples. He's actually taking them to Jerusalem, and obviously they know the direction that they're going. And I would imagine, since he's already been in trouble by all those in the synagogue and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everyone else, they know what they don't know. But here's what they do know. It's kind of the wrong place to go when you're in trouble with the religious authorities. <laughs> in Jerusalem, where all these families would gather, all the Jews would gather, and all they know is what they don't know. And here he gives them these words that he's not always going to be with them in the way that they're accustomed to, seeing him every day, walking with him every day, literally following him in his footsteps. And I'm sure just like us, when we hear that someone we love may not be with us, when we imagine that, that's all we can take in in that moment. And so he gives them this image that he will be with them and that he's still their way. I love the disciple Thomas in this story because he was the one brave enough to ask the question to Jesus. They always tell us, right, if when you're in the public, if someone dares ask a question, it's a question by way more than that one person. So we asked Jesus, Lord, we don't know the way. How do we know the way? And I love Jesus's response to him. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. What I love about Jesus's response to Thomas in this scene is that he never once made him feel ashamed for asking a question. He never once made him feel any less. He spoke to him with love and kindness in a way that says, you know what, Thomas? Just like I've had your back these three years, I'm gonna have your back every day from here forward. Just trust me, follow me, I'm the way. You know, we meet up with Thomas again in another scene after Jesus has died and resurrected and Jesus appears to the disciples the first time. And they are so excited, but guess who's missing? Now we don't know why Thomas isn't there, but when Thomas re-enters that place where they're staying and hiding and Jesus has already left them, can you imagine they're so excited? Who wants to be that guy, the guy that was left out when Jesus appeared? And they tell him this wonderful thing and it's almost the news is too good to be true. It's just too good to be true. And Thomas says, unless I see him in front of me, unless I put my fingers in his, the holes in his hands, unless I touch his side. And Jesus comes again when Thomas is there. And once again, Jesus, although ministering to all the disciples, he comes up to Thomas and he invites him to do just what he asked to do to touch his side, to feel the holes in his hand. And again, no condemnation, no judgment, just a reassurance that Thomas, I am who I said I am. I'm still your way. I'm the way. Follow me. What an amazing thing. And so, of course, you know that Jesus never once called Thomas Doubting Thomas. The disciples never called him Doubting Thomas. It's only through history where those who are interpreting scripture gave him that awful name of Doubting Thomas. I wish we could just say Thomas the disciple. And so how like humanity to judge him in that moment and to leave him in that moment. Kind of like us, 
Sometimes we make a big mistake, and although we ask for forgiveness, we kind of let that situation define us for a while. And Jesus is assuring us, like Thomas, I got you. What defines you is you belong to me. My grace and love are in you. As long as you follow in my footsteps, know that I will make your burden light. Remember the line, do not let your hearts be troubled. What a gift we have from Jesus. And the parting gift that Jesus gives us is this gift of peace. And he says that the world can't give the peace he gives. So when we follow Jesus, we have this assurance that's translated into peace, peace of mind and heart that no matter what heartaches, what circumstances, what battles has the song we heard saying that Jesus is with us, always guiding us, following him who promises his presence. What I really like about Thomas in both those scenes is we watch him have kind of this new horizon, that line in the song, a new horizon with my eyes set on you. And we watch Thomas enact that. You know, Jesus has come to give us all a new horizon. As long as we follow him in his footsteps, he's got us. And we are called to follow, to now be his hands and his feet in the world. And we may not always know, like these train tracks, we may not be able to see the end of it. We don't even know the beginning of it. But we know that we're part of the story of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. How true it is on Easter Sunday when we invite people to come into that story of the resurrection. And we wonder what your story is today. Where does the cross and resurrection intersect for you? What's your story about following Jesus? I'm going to leave you with a story that means so much to me. I will give kudos to Adam Hamilton. He has a book called The Way, Following in the Footsteps of Jesus. And he talks about a pastor. His name is Paul Sankster. And he tells this story, having been a preacher's kid and watching his father just really, really enact what it meant to follow Jesus in the world. He now says this beautiful kind of epilogue to his father's story and what an impact it was watching him every day, all kinds of seasons, adversities, joys, be a faithful follower. And so how it's affected him since his father passed is he said, I have been the senior pastor of the Church of the Resurrection for over two decades. Every year I end my Easter sermon the same way. I mention that people ask me from time to time, do you really believe this stuff? You're a smart guy. Do you really believe that Jesus rose from the dead? And my response is always the same. I not only believe it, I'm counting on it. I'm counting on the fact that there is always hope. I'm counting on the fact that God walks with us through hell and back. I'm counting on the fact that God forgave our sins and that he's the God of the second chance. I'm counting on the fact that ultimately we don't have to be afraid. I'm counting on the fact that sin and hate and sickness and death will not have the final word. When we walk in the footsteps of the resurrected Christ, we walk with hope. So the message today as you walk with Jesus, as you follow him and his footsteps into your life and into the world, go knowing that with every step you take, 
You are walking in his hope. You are sharing his love. You are defining your own story, the story that begins and continues with him. For he has entrusted his message with all of us. So, friends, walk in hope. Walk in the light. Be resurrection disciples. God be with you as you go. From Jesus Calling by Sarah Young Words of Jesus for us today. My precious child, expect to encounter adversity in your life. Remember, you live in a deeply fallen world. Stop. Stop trying to find a way to circumvent difficulties. The main problem with an easy life is that an easy life masks your need for me. When you became a Christian, I infused into you my very life, empowering you to live on a supernatural plane by depending on me. Dearest one, anticipate coming face to face with the impossible. Situations totally beyond your ability to handle. This awareness of your inadequacy is not something you should try to evade. It is precisely where I want you, for it is the very best possible place for you to encounter me in my power and glory. When you see armies of problems, problems marching toward you, cry out to me. Allow me to fight for you and watch me. Watch me working, working on your behalf as you rest. Rest. Watch me working on your behalf as you rest in the shadow of my almighty presence because I love you with an everlasting love. And now for your blessing. The way is long, let us go together. The way is difficult, let us help each other. The way is joyful, let us share it. The way is Christ, for Christ is the way. The way is open before us, let us go. With the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen.